Welcome to the Digital Profits Podcast, where you'll learn how to grow your business faster using paid traffic and SEO. Each episode will feature a breakdown of digital marketing trends and answers to your burning questions that will provide actionable takeaways to make your marketing better. So join us, Ben Page, Ray Sawbell, and Blake John, as we guide you on your journey to higher profits. Remember to join the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com and get ready to profit in three, two, one. Really excited to be here today. I'm in the studio with Blake. Hey, Ben. And we're going to deep dive into creating an SEO strategy, but with the lens of one that actually grows your marketing qualified leads or MQLs. And I think sometimes that's missed because we get so caught up in in SEO strategy and tactics, and it's easy to gloss over the fact of beginning with that business outcome in mind at the outset. And so what I think I'll do to kind of kick this off, Blake, is let's invert this. What do SEO strategies that fail all tend to have in common, you know, big picture, meta level? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And there are a few things that come to mind first. And I think you kind of just mentioned it right off the top is not measuring the things that matter. Um, I think sometimes people get caught up too much in just overall traffic rankings and things that aren't necessarily going to move the needle or drive, you know, business, right? Not just traffic and, and kind of superficial numbers, but that's a big one. Another one is, and I think this one's key and, and I've, and I've run into it a lot is just not having enough patience. Um, SEO is a long-term game and, um, you need to have that mindset going into it to see success on the other end, because if you don't stick with it and you don't continue to improve and optimize your site and make the right updates, it's going to fall off eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, do you think people just take it for granted or like it's almost assumed, right? If a, if a prospect comes to you, a client comes to you, or you're talking to someone about SEO, they might describe pain points like, oh, my competitor is ranking more than me here. Or, you know, oh, our SEO traffic is flat or we know we need to, we need to start doing SEO. Like, is it a foregone conclusion? Like what they're really looking for, if you ask like the fivefold why, and you're like, why does that matter? Why does that matter? It will always eventually boil down to the business outcome. It's like, hey, we want more closed deals. You know, we need more qualified leads for our sales team to work, uh, or we need to increase our patience or our census in our in our center. Like, do you feel like that's what people are really after, even if they're not describing it as such? Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what your digital marketing channel should do for you is drive your bottom line and put heads in beds. Like that's a term that, that you you've been using, Ben get leads. If you're a landscaping company, you want to be, you want to work on more lawns this summer. That's what we need to do. Like that's what SEO and PPC and every other channel that you prioritize in your marketing should be doing for you. Traffic and rankings. Sometimes you get caught up in that. It's easy, it's easy to get caught up in that, but at the end of the day, it's, it's like that bottom line that you really need to focus on. Yeah. And so that's where that, not measuring the right things comes into play. It's like if the real desired outcome is that growth and marketing qualified leads, MQLs, and <laughs> you're measuring rankings on some particular keywords, like, yes, that might be part of the equation, but ultimately it's not aligned. It's not in alignment with your goal. Yeah, that's interesting. And what about, there's another point though about SEO strategies that fail. Yeah, so I think a big one is... <laughs> actually hiring the wrong agency. And specifically what I mean by that is sometimes people or, or companies will h- 
hire a really like a web development agency to do the rest SEO. And it's like, yeah, we, we kind of offer this as a side product. It's not really our specialty, but we do it and we can make sure that you have SEO in and in air quotes for those who are listening, you, you can't see it, but um, you have SEO. Uh, and what that really means a lot of times, maybe not every time, but some of these web dev agencies are just kind of going down a checklist and checklist and saying, oh yeah, well, you have title tags. You, you have, have plugins. Yeah, you have the right SEO plugins. You have content on the page and it's crawlable. And I mean, sure, those things are related to SEO, but going, it's, it's search engine optimization. Like it's not just hitting the checklist and making sure those things are present on the page. It's about, okay, taking it a step further. What do we need to actually get us to, to, to where we need to be to driving those leads, improving our organic visibility? Um, and how do we actually optimize? Go, going beyond the checklist, optimize for a given user need, a given keyword, et cetera. Yeah. Recently, you've been talking a lot about the idea that visibility organically and getting traction in your SEO, it's really, it's an emergent property. It's the the combination of multiple factors and multiple optimizations that are ongoing that kind of add up to result ultimately in, but it's not like any, typically like not, there are certain things that our table stakes, but after that, right? You know, it's like the combination of factors that leads to the visibility. Yeah, I like to say it's the sum of all the things. Yes, that's what SEO is. It's yes. the sum of all the things, and a lot of times, there's no real smoking gun. Like, oh, we did this, and it resulted in twenty percent increase or something. Like, sometimes you can make that call, and you can you know correlate it. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, that probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't do these other things a month ago or something or whatever, yeah. it is, or, or last year. Um, it's the sum of all the things and you continually co- like compound all your efforts and build on that to grow and to optimize like, like at the end of the day and, and to grow that visibility and continue to drive qualified traffic that converts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this point about misaligned team or misaligned partners, misaligned agency, it's like it could be a skill alignment issue. It could be like a data or the way an approach, that's probably the best way to put it, like an approach misalignment. They're not aligned to seeking that outcome, that business outcome. And so it's like you almost fail by definition when you you do that. Yeah, it's super interesting. Well, look, let's jump into this deep dive, this breakdown for today and let's nail it. Let's talk about at a meta level, what are the things, what are the elements that allow you to create an SEO strategy that actually works, that actually grows your MQLs, you know, evidence-based marketing, as we like to say. So, you know, the first thing, Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, right? So you want to work backwards from that end state and big picture. It's like, hey, we need to work on this. We need to work on increasing MQLs, maybe tying that into a smart goal of some kind. Hey, by the end, like time bounding it and making it more measurable and more specific. So in 2023, we want to grow our organic MQLs by 20%. I think if you can get to that level of specificity, you're on your way because now you have a desired end state and you can create a strategy to try to accomplish that. But the first thing you need to do is really benchmark where you're at today and compare current state versus that future desired state. Do you have any wisdom to share on that, either like that benchmarking process or, you know, current versus future and how you start to think about that? Yeah. I think one of the big things is making sure you're measuring the right things and setting the right KPIs. 
Uh, a really good example of this is we have a client that has sort of three main conversion funnels. There, there are more than that, but there's kind of three main ones that we are paying close attention to. And there's kind of a priority level in terms of which, like, what do we ultimately really want that user to do? So one is to like fill out a form, which I think a lot of companies and what, you know, they have that option. Another is to just call, like call us and we can help you. And then the third option is chats, um, like at the chat box. You can contact someone directly to get help. But we know, I think this kind of goes back to like the alignment factor and making sure that you're aligned and, and understanding like going back to all the MQLs, we know for this specific client that chats just don't really convert at a high level. They don't turn into clients. It's kind of more of like a resource that is is helpful and maybe there's sort of that long-term value from there. But ultimately, we want people to either fill out that form or, or call and that those, those people do actually convert. So um, measuring those things and making sure let's develop a strategy that's optimized for these conversion paths. We're still going to have this third conversion path, but um, ultimately we want to make sure this is what we're pushing and this is what we're prioritizing and we're getting in front of the users who can like are ready to complete this action essentially. Yeah. And let me like make this, I don't know, more real, right? It, the difference in approach is this, like what's common might be, you know, agency comes back and says, Hey, SEO conversions on the website are up 30%. We're actually meeting or, or exceeding your goal so far, you know, this month, this quarter, this year. But without that extra layer of knowledge to know that based on the specific kind of conversion that's happening, that, you know, the conversion to MQL rate is one third, you know, in this case for the, the chat conversion versus the form submission or the call conversion, like without that extra layer of data, and insight, it's near impossible, I think, to sculpt the, you know, the content, the the strategy, the approach, the targeting, all of it, you know, the UX and, and, you know, CRO efforts, like to all lead to the path that's going to result in the desired outcome at the end. Yeah. And I think it's, it's easy to get caught up in it too, because you can start feeling really good about the progress you're making. Like, oh, we've seen conversions increase by 50%. But then when you dig a little deeper, it's like, oh, well, the conversions we care about are flatlined over your yeah. year or whatever. But digging deeper, that's where you're really going to find, okay, well, what do we need to do to improve the difference makers in our business? Um, and making sure that you're aligned in that and t- kind of starting with that, because that's the end in mind you need to start with um, and kind of going back to that, that methodology is really tracing it back to what is truly important and how can we prioritize that? Yeah, let me tell a quick story about one of our B2C lead gen clients. It's almost like the inverse of this. And I just thought it just came to me. It's kind of funny where in this case, they've actually shed some of their organic traffic year over year while non-branded organic conversions, you know, the, the specific conversion action we actually care about in this case, you know, more of that MQL are up. So it's almost the inverse not always directly. So it's kind of like by by focusing the approach on what's going to lead to those MQLs, we've been able to move that metric, even though some traffic that before was not converting has declined year over year. And so that you know was kind of a deliberate choice. But Blake, what about when there's like a significant delta, right, between current state, future state, you know, how do you advise people? It's like, you know, hey, we want to do this. We want to double or we want to go from zero to 100 on our on SEO. We're just getting started for the first time. 
to me, it's like, I feel like you've got to have trade-offs between, all right, what are your resources, you know, and what's your timeline? Or what I normally say is, what do you have more of, time or money? Yeah, ultimately too, I think in, in you have to go through that research process a little bit and sort of start to identify really where you need to be, like what keywords and what user needs that you need to target. I'm interested, Ben, what your thoughts on, I feel like you have something in your mind on and sort of when that big delta is there, what like what is the, what do you think the next step is? Yeah, I mean, to me, when we're doing an audit, right? So normally we do some discovery and then we do an audit. We look at what is that current state, you know, in, as far as we'll talk about funnel metrics a little bit, you know. But in terms of visibility, traffic, conversions, and hopefully down funnel data, what is that present state? <clears throat> and then in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, is your goal credible? Like, A, do you have the patience to see it through if it's a competitive, matured search engine result page landscape um, that's, like, really entrenched? You're going to have to throw a lot of resources at that consistently to win, most likely. And then resources, too, not just monetary, but, you know, human capital. Do you have the technology resources? Oftentimes, one of the biggest stumbling blocks, I think, is with content development and you know, even if you've got the strategy and, you know, if we provide you with a content intelligence report, it's like, do you have the humans capable of producing that that content? You know, so I'm, I'm thinking through those things. But then another consideration is like, is there enough demand, volume, you know, space in the universe of, you know, out there to even realize it? It's like, maybe you're doing pretty well. And then you come back and say you want to grow organic 50% you know, but you're capturing a huge click share on the existing volume. And if we can't find new tangential topics or user needs or semantic clusters, however you want to think about that to, to go after, you know, then I'm like, well, this isn't super credible. And maybe it's time to look at another approach, another marketing channel to complement your already pretty great SEO program, or you might turn your effort more to uh, you know, authority building, or you might turn it more to CRO to get more out of the existing traffic. That's kind of how I start thinking about it when I understand the goals and the current state. And then it comes down to the planning phase. And how are we going to get there? How are we going to close that gap? That's it. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty rare, truthfully, like where you're out of uh, those topics or user needs or those key, like when you've like the well is dry. I've never, I don't think I've ever come across that instance, to be honest, but I'm sure, like, I'm sure it's happened. And one thing that you touched on, I think is really important. And I feel like every, almost every campaign that I've worked on has run into this problem where it's the content resources and content development resources specifically and getting those things actioned, doing them right. Again, I feel like that's kind of a common theme across a lot of this is doing it the right way, focusing on the right things. It's really difficult. And I think in a lot of scenarios, I want to make recommendations like, oh, let's do 10, 20 new pieces of content every month or something, right? But it's like, we have the budget for one or two this month. And like, that's what you have to work with. And so now you have to get really strategic and you have to really prioritize the highest impact opportunities to, to again, grow your MQLs, to drive leads. And I think we'll, we'll kind of talk about a little bit of those things and like, you know, how to, how to make those decisions and prioritize the right things. But that is a common challenge. And I think a lot of business owners and a lot of marketing managers deal with that. It's like, okay, what is truly the most impactful next step for us to take to grow our, grow our business? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I think when you're evaluating this too, 
you know, getting into the idea of setting the right KPIs that are aligned now, I think that also plays into the evaluation piece because you, you want to sort of segment the kinds of traffic based on, you know, their intent, where that traffic lives in the funnel, their conversion potential. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? And then we'll think about, you know, that and kind of metrics and how to choose the right KPIs. Yeah, absolutely. I think really, and, and this is again, so, tr- so when I was talking about traffic could potentially be a vanity metric um, that people can get hung up on and feel good about, but maybe it's misleading. It's because there's, there's the way that I see it, there's three types of traffic. There's your branded traffic. So like, you know, Nike.com, if, if someone searches Nike shoes, that would be a branded search term. That would be branded traffic. There's also service-based or product-based traffic, which is kind of like really and the way that we do SEO, that's where we generally spend most of our time and most of our energy is, is growing that kind of traffic service base because that's, again, focusing on the transactional intent, focusing on those MQLs and growing your business. There's also blog traffic, which is usually higher funnel. Uh, depending on the industry or the niche that you're in, blog traffic may or may not convert well. This it And, and conversion rate stuff range so, so mightily like across various verticals and industries and even just generally just topics. Um, but... Generally speaking, blog traffic doesn't convert very well. Um, so there might not be that much, it might not be worth your resources. Like we were talking about prioritizing, making the highest impact to, to develop some of the blog content because we know it won't convert very well. So again, breaking that down, it's three, there's branded, there's service or product based, and then there's blog traffic. And we really kind of dive into service or product based because again, that's going to grow your business and that's how you're going to see those MQLs like continue to climb and trend in a positive direction. Yeah. So it's like generally do not pass go until you have well optimized pillar pages, you know, representing your services, products, industries, et cetera. And then eventually like once, once you're in a good healthy place there is when you could start to build a content strategy to kind of live on top of that and maybe address, you know, Oh, well, a user that's at the comparison stage of their journey. And then, you know, it, it helps them make a higher quality decision. And perhaps some of the time that leads them to purchasing your product or service and, you know, fantastic, you know, for me, like when I'm thinking about metrics, I kind of think about choosing one or some, a handful to represent the different stages in the funnel. And so from top to bottom, it's like, you've got to have something to tell you how you're doing in terms of visibility you got to have something to tell you how you're doing in terms of traffic, then conversions, and then all the down funnel metrics, MQLs, SQLs, closed deals, customers, patient, like whatever that, whatever your sales funnel looks like. And so you want to be aware of how you're performing at those different levels and also, you know, the ratios between those different levels to see if there are places where you could improve. Do you have some thoughts on, you know, the specifics on KPIs that are appropriate at these different stages? Yeah, absolutely. So there's four, I, I think, yeah, there's four main stages. I think you could argue maybe there's a fifth. So it's it's visibility at the highest stage. And think about again, like imagining this, it's like a funnel. Um, there's visibility at the highest stage. Just where are we, where's our coverage basically? Um, then there's actually traffic. Okay. We have coverage. Now how much of that is coming in to our site? Then I think this is maybe the fifth one that you could argue, but it's like engagement on your site, but really going down to the, to the next one, it's conversions. And, and I think that's a little bit different than engagement because again, there's sort of vanity conversions that maybe don't lead to 
um, business, but it could be important, like newsletter signups or something like that I've been thinking about, or just general button clicks or whatever it might be. Um, and then the fourth and final uh, metric or metric to pay attention to is like actual lead, like admits or customers, like literal customers. Um, so going to visibility specifically, I'm thinking about a couple things. I think about impressions in Google Search Console. You can just take a look at impressions and say, okay, you know, over the last six months, are we are we up or are we down? Like, are we? How's the trend? What does it look like over time? Um, and I think too, you can also take all of these metrics and break them down by branded traffic, service or or product traffic, and then blog traffic, and sort of cut them into three um, and say, okay, what is where are we performing on in each stage essentially? So you've got in in essence, you've got three different funnels or three different columns based on the kind of traffic. And then you've got, you know, if this was a spreadsheet, then you've got rows for these different metrics. Yeah, absolutely. So visibility, I think impressions are a good one. I'll also mention a proprietary metric from SEMrush where they actually, it's literally called visibility, um, where depending on the search terms that you're tracking in your like SEM project that you, if you have it or if you're using it, um, it'll show you, it's kind of like a keyword rankings metric a little bit, but it's, it's just, it's a, it's a trend line over time. Um, and you can see in a graph, like, okay, are we trending up or are we trending down? And I think rather than get getting fixated, getting fixated on rankings, which we'll kind of talk about, I think in a second here, um, you can just see, okay, what's the trend? And again, cause this is a long-term game on any given day, you could rank 10th or one first for a, a search term because there's so much volatility. Um, but I like, I really like the visibility metric from SEMrush because it's kind of a zoomed out picture of what is what do things look like over a stretched out period of time. For traffic, and okay, we're going to the next level in that funnel, the next level down from visibility to traffic. So, I mean, it's for me, it's sessions. It's You could break it down by new users. You could do just users in general. Um, but like how many people are we actually getting to the site and how many people are, are, are coming to us through the visibility metrics that we were just looking at? And again, you remember the three columns that we've got. You can break that down by branded traffic, service slash pro- product traffic, or blog traffic, and we see which um, types of traffic are performing well and not performing well. Um, and then conversions; um, these are obviously extremely <laughs> important. You can kind of—I think it's—we we kind of already mentioned this. You have to break it down by which conversions are the most important to you, because that's the ones you're going to want to pay attention to. And again, break it down by branded traffic, service traffic, and blog traffic. And then ultimately, like customers, clients, heads and beds, right? Like that's the last metric to pay attention to. And really good, a good idea of, okay, again, are we doing the right things to drive business at the bottom line? And as far as comparisons go, you know, look at these in your three different funnels over time. Look at them year over year. Look at the absolute numbers. Look at the percentage numbers. Look at the ratio of organic impressions to organic clicks or organic sessions. Look at that to the engagement conversions. Like, And then again, you can start to identify trends or pain points or opportunities overall. And well, we did hit on, you know, the rankings concept, you know, and that's, again, why I like that visibility metric. It's it's sort of a hedge. It's like for a basket of keywords that you're tracking in a particular index <laughs> over time, big picture, directionally, you know, are you becoming more visible in the SERPs or less visible in the SERPs, um, which is pretty helpful. And I like the added context of, you know, SERP features and things, too. It's yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. I think... And this is something that doing SEO as an SEO guy, <laughs> like I'm doing all the time, clients want to know, okay, well, where are we ranking? Are we ranking? Is it better? Is it better? Um, are we worth like the tricky thing is there's there, again, I, there's so much volatility and things change so drastically. I have clients come to me all the time and say, well, I just searched for this term and we didn't show up. And I'm like, 
you like Google <laughs> can just do whatever they want, man. We're at we're at uh, we're at Google's uh, mercy here in a lot of times, but th- like things change on every given any given search um, so much, and there's just so many factors for personal history, um, your unique intent, um, and things change. So it's difficult. And on any given day, you might rank eighth or fourth, right? Like things change drastically. So taking that single day snapshot and saying, okay, from the first of this month through the first of that month, like on those specific days, we were ninth and then we were seventh or whatever it might be. It's like, okay, well, yesterday we were fourth. Like you could just, you could pick a day, but again, trending, you can see trending over several months or however long in SEMrush with that visibility metric, you can see, okay, the growth is there. Two points of visibility gain is almost more helpful than ranking this versus ranking that. Right, exactly. All right, so number one, begin with the end in mind. Number two, set the right KPIs. What's number three, Blake? Number three is, and this is kind of where we might get into a little bit more tactical and a little, a little, just a little bit more of the how. It's, it's ultimately like choosing the right keywords or the right user needs. Um, and the way that um, thinking about a user need, I think everyone's pretty familiar with a keyword, but a user need is really a specific goal or outcome that a user has when they come to, when they make a search, when they like, when they query for something in Google. And ultimately what you have to understand, and this is such a big, important, like it's critical in your strategy and getting this right, because if you're choosing the wrong keywords and the wrong user needs, um, you're going to spend time and energy on things that aren't going to drive MQLs are not going to grow your business. Um, so paying really close to their intent. And uh, in, in the way that you can do this is literally searching the, go- the term in Google um, and paying really close attention to what types of results are on that page. If you see direct competitors, like someone who, so if you sell shoes and you see competitors on there selling shoes, um, there's a good chance that, okay, this is relevant for me and I want to be here as well because there's business being had and I'm not having it right now. But if you see... The classic example that I think about is like a landscaping company. Again, going back to that, if you search best landscaping services, you're probably going to get a bunch of like directory listing websites like Angie's List and Yelp or whatever. Yeah, Yelp yeah, and whatever the landscaping directory.com is. Exactly. And so that's an indication that, okay, this is an informational search. And I'm not like maybe there's one or two spots where there are direct competitors, but ultimately this isn't the right user need. My site isn't. F- like optimized to fulfill that need. Angie's list is and Yelp is, but mine isn't. I, my site's optimized to fulfill the need of somebody who's like literally looking for a they're landscaper. They're ready to hire someone yeah, now. Like they're ready to hire someone. They need they want their, a quote. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to mow their lawn tomorrow. They want you to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and paying really close attention to that and making sure that you're ultimately just getting that right. Yeah, so if I'm hearing you, it's all about inferring the meaning, the intent behind the search that lives a level above what the the words actually are. And you can get some context on that by studying the search result page. What are the other results present there? How similar or different are they from what you, you know, you're offering your website is and so on and so forth. So having a good alignment there. Yeah. I'll just add quickly to going back using another tool from SEMrush or SEMrush, not, not an ad, but they, they do have offer a lot of really great tools you can do some keyword research with that with SEMrush and it'll actually tell you like the intent. They break it down by transactional, informational, navigational, and commercial. That's a good starting point. I wouldn't rely on that like like take it with a grain of salt. It's not perfect every time, but it is like a, again a good starting point. Um, and ultimately, 
you want to either, not always, but most of the time, you want to be in either transactional or commercial intent um, because that's where people are actually making like their these decisions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that's part of the funnel that you want to be a part of for sure. So zooming back out to meta level and this idea of crafting an SEO strategy, we've got sort of the goal setting phase, the you know evaluation point about the metrics, selecting the right things to go to work on, and then you're actually going to start doing the work right next, the implementation phase to try to attack that. So what goes into that? How do you, how do you do the work to get the results? Yeah, this is kind of where the magic happens, I guess. A big part of understanding the type of, so once you've identified your keyword or your user need that you want to target and you want to go after, the next thing to do is to take a really deep dive into those competitors that you saw when you, when you Googled it, like you saw these competitors ranking and doing well, um, is take a really deep dive at what types of content they have on their page. Um, Cause what we're going to do and like the process that I think works and, and, and we've seen it, like this is part of our process here at 2100 digital. We want to understand why somebody's ranking so well. And you can do that by like doing a, a, a an audit basically of their content of that specific page. And we're thinking about this now because we're working on one keyword right now, like sort of you've selected that topic, that user need. And now you're determining how do I gain visibility, traffic, MQLs for that user need, because there's a great alignment for my product and the outcome that I'm trying to drive. Right. So now you're working on just that one user need because you understand, like you said, there's the alignments there. This is a priority for me in my business. Um, So we're looking at, maybe I'll say three competitors and you take the page that each one of those competitors has that's currently ranking on Google. And if they're not ranking on Google, they're honestly, they're, they're not the competitor you want to pay attention to. They're in the same spot as you. <laughs> right. So, and understand what kind of content they have on that page. What are they doing that's working? Cause ultimately we're trying to satisfy a machine at the end of the day to rank. Now there's the human in, uh, element where again, we're getting to conversion, but it's like, okay, what's making the machine tick? Like what's making Google and Google bot rank this piece of content over the literal millions of other options that it could rank. So taking a really deep dive into that and understanding that at a really like detailed granular level is what you're going to need to do so that you can basically, and and, and it's not copying. That's it's really not what it is, but it's, it's like, it's like understanding the ideas and the principles of what they're doing right so that you can do it on your own page and kind of reverse engineering it essentially at the end of the day, like that is truly the way that I see things, like that's the bread and butter of SEO. That's how you win. Right. It's about finding the cracks in the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Regard, you know, most SERPs are going to have one. And then it's not, to your point, not about copying, but how do we better serve that user and their need in this moment? Is there a, a piece of content, a, a kind of content? What if we added audio, video, imagery? What if we made it easier to read? What if we had a more comprehensive take on that topic? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is just incredibly important to like dive into. It's you don't copy it. You, you, that's not what you want to do. You want to do better than the best. You want to, you want to deliver 2x value, 5x, 10x value that, okay, when I use, if, a, if you could like a blind test and you said to a user, which page do you like more? Like you want them to choose yours every time. So how can you deliver that value? And again, it's kind of going to the fundamentals and understand what your competitors are doing to rank. Um, but ultimately we want to take that a step further and improve the, 
the experience and improve the content and at the end of the day, solve the user need, like fulfill that you need because then they'll, that's how you get customers. Like that's what you do. And that's, that, I mean, that's again, the bread and butter. That's like how the magic happens. And I think it's so important. And I also think this is kind of me getting a little bit on a tangent, but a lot of times people in like SEO analysts and people in the digital marketing space, they kind of overthink it. It's like, well, the answers are actually all there for you. Now you just, you kind of have to do a little bit of the research and make it happen. But like, what's winning? You already know what's winning because you just, you just Google determine you saw it. Like, just right. let's do that, but do it better. It's not easy, but like, it's that easy. Kind it's of. simple, but difficult. <laughs> right. It's complex. There's a lot of nuance and you have to have an eye for it. But at the end of the day, that's the process. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's wrap up with some takeaways. I mean, ultimately, right. Begin with the end in mind when you're doing SEO strategy, you know, what's that business level outcome that you want to drive? You have to measure appropriately. Uh, you have to focus on the right user needs that are aligned with that outcome. And then finally, you need to put in the reps and the work to provide the best solution to the user need. And that's really all it is. So if you're feeling stuck, you know, our proven process, I, I talked about it kind of throughout this episode, but, you know, it's let's do some discovery. Let's learn more about your goals and where you are today. Let's do an audit of your current situation, kind of benchmark your performance for that brand, non-brand, blog, traffic, create a plan, implement that plan, optimize, and ultimately scale it. You heard Blake say he's never had the well <laughs> run dry. Well, and, and part of that goes into, you know, you just don't know what you don't know at the outset. And as you start doing this research and implementation, you find new topic clusters and new areas that your, your users have needs for that you didn't anticipate at the outset. And that's one of the coolest things. So, you know, for us at 2100 Digital, we manage SEO to your business outcomes, focus on your ideal prospects, and provide results-based marketing to help you achieve your goals. So email us, hello at 2100digital.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to us and allows us to help more people and grow the community. Please take a minute right now to subscribe and share this wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com. This will get you insider access, additional tools and swipe files, and help you elevate your marketing game to the next level. Thank you.